choosing. And so if you, today is the last sign-up sheet we got, but if you would like pictures and didn't get signed up and you say we're just not going to work, then we it's going to be set up through Christmas anyway. So, I mean, so just let us know. Let me or Gabby know and, and we can do pictures. No big deal. Um, it's, I got a lot of pictures to edit. I think Gabby edited some this morning. There's, we took quite a few. I'm bad about taking a lot more than I need to, so I can make sure I at least get one that's good. So, <laughs> um, but um, but no, that was good. And, and then, don't forget Tuesday is the uh, parade. And so I know y'all have. There's a lot of work went on last Wednesday while I was gone. This past week, Desette was here yesterday, having to add. She said, "Well, we got I, I forgot to add something in the women's bathroom for Christmas. We got to have we're festive in there." And I was like, "Okay, Desette." And trees outside, and so yeah, she's doing a great job, and all of you are. And I'll see the stuff colored back there and painted and, and ready for uh, Tuesday evening. It's going to be fun. If if you want, if you're planning on wanting to walk the parade route. If you haven't noticed, it starts and ends at South Park, and that's after going by the school and then all the way back. So, yeah, it's a, it's, um, it's, it's going to be a little trip. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, we'll, it'll be good. We'll be um, handing out candy and stuff during the parade. So if, if you missed it on the way there, you can just stay where you're at and see it on the way back because it looks like it's going to be the same route both ways almost. But... Um, but it'll be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, and then I got an echo up here for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Um, on Wednesday the 20th, the different groups, the men's group, the women's group, and I guess the teens, and are they going to be involved or no? Okay. So that's is just... We're going to have a little Christmas get-together with the different groups. And if you want to come, you can. They're going to have little gifts, men and women. Not Men does not have to buy women's gifts. I got this question last night on a text that our men are not buying women's gifts and women's not buying men's gifts, okay? it's just So if you want to buy an inexpensive gift, $10, whatever gift, to, uh, to play Dirty Santa, if you've ever played it, then the men will do their own thing and the women... And then the teens, whatever, and then the kids will get them something so they can have a good time. So we're going to start. No, so that's not this Wednesday, but next. We will start at 6.30 that night to allow time for everything, and everybody will not be here till 10 o'clock at night. We shouldn't have any decorating to do because this Wednesday or next, we'll go back to our normal classes this, ne- this Wednesday coming up because all of the, the parades should be over with Tuesday. And, and so we shouldn't have any of that to do. So if y'all want to... Participate in that in those classes and, and come on on the 20th and we'll have a good time. All right, and I know it's a lot of information and I apologize, but it wasn't in the bulletin. The sheets, if you wanted sheets, I'm putting an order on the 14th, so that's this week, this Thursday. So if you wanted that, then we're putting an order this Thursday. If you wanted them back by Christmas, we can put in an order anytime if you're not worried about Christmas or anything. So, But I just wanted to put that out there. All right, next Sunday. It's a Christmas play, right? So right after church on Sunday morning, there will be a Christmas play practice. All right? So right after Sunday morning church, be here if you're part of the play. And they, they Hallie wants to go through it before Sunday night. So it's easier to get 
to have people stay for a little bit versus try to get people back early and everybody coordinated back early. So we'll stay right after church for a little bit and do that. All right, anything else before we go on? Did I miss anything? You lost count too? I don't even remember what all I said. I know y'all don't, I'm sure. I said a lot. <laughs> oh, the carpenter cabinet food. We're going to take that Tuesday. So um, there's a lot of food back there. So thank you all for giving. And, and you say, well, I didn't give anything. We can. They're open on Tuesdays. We can take more. So there's a lot of food back there for that. So thank you all for doing that. All right. Well, let's receive our offering. You ready for that? Amen. Amen. So as we give this morning, as we get ready for that, um, we do want to. We do have a few prayer requests. Um, Jewel Stover, her and Thomas that sit over here, she is battling COVID pretty bad. She's been sick for several weeks, and they told her the other day it was COVID, and she is not doing good with that. So remember her, uh, mom and daddy's neighbor, Basil Mitchell, with the lung cancer. Remember him. And then um, the if, I don't know. If you're from this area, you probably knew Ari Tapscott, and so he passed away on Friday. Um, so remember the Tapscott family this morning as they're dealing with their loss of, of that loved one. So, um, And then the, the I think Daddy was telling me this morning, there was six or eight people that died in Tennessee from the tornadoes just evening. So let's remember their family in prayer. It's, it's, never, it's never easy to lose anybody, but especially this time of year, it is not easy to lose anybody around around the holidays so just remember those victims and, and what they're dealing with in those areas of the storms last night anything else yes ma'am okay we sure will we will all right well let's pray heavenly father we love you and we praise you we thank you for this day and this time together god we thank you for everyone that that's here this morning father we come to to uh, sing praises to your name and lift your name on high because you are the name that is worthy to be praised, the only one. And we thank you for being here with us this morning that, that, that Father, we allow your Holy Spirit to move and work in our life today, that we open up our hearts and, and the things and the areas in our life that you're speaking to us that we know we need to change, we know we need to get rid of pride, whatever it is in our life, that, that we're, we, we do that and we come back into full submission in our relationship with you as we need to be. God, I just thank you that you're working and you're moving in people's lives. You're with these needs this morning. You're with Jewel Stover right now, Father, that you touch and heal her. And the same with, with uh, Brenda's brother and sister, sister and brother-in-law this morning, that you touch them this morning as, as they're dealing with COVID also. Father, we thank you that you're healing hands on them, moving and working in these situations. Be with Basil Mitchell this morning, that you touch him, and, and by that he looks to you for, for strength and comfort in his life during this time. Father, we just ask that you would... The Tapscott family, Holy Spirit, that you comfort that family as they're grieving with this time of loss. And then, Father, that you work and you move in their lives. And we thank you for that, God. Be with the, the victims of the tornadoes and the storms last night, that you touch them. Be with them today, Father, that they can um, look to you and, and trust in you and find you during this time. And, God, that you work and you move in their lives. Father, we just thank you again for this time together that you're with each and every one of us. Father, as the word comes forth, that you use me as a vessel to bring the word that you've given me this week. And that, that it will grow in the hearts and lives of each and every one here. And we thank you for it, Father. God, we just ask that you just um, bless this time of giving this morning and do as your word says. And we trust in you and believe in you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right. All right, children, y'all go to Children's Church. Go to Children's Church. If you haven't had a chance to notice the bulletin board back there that Gabby does for the Children's Church, she has took time to get all their pictures together. She asked the parents and different ones for their pictures, and she's made ornaments out of them and stuff and put them on the board. So she she enjoys doing that kind of stuff, and I thank her for it. I thank, uh, thank her for doing those things. Well, all right. Can you guess where we're at this morning? What what book we're in? Hey, there you go. There you go. Y'all were listening a little bit, other than it's on the screen. I'm glad y'all can read. <laughs> you didn't see it? <laughs> well, I'm glad you knew that. So, you know, my, my goal and plan is, and, and the way I feel God moving, is we will wrap this up by the end of the year. And, um, and so I, I hate... When I, when I think about these things and, and what God has for, to say and, you know, have, have for me to say, you know, I don't like, it's, it's almost like if I'm putting a time stamp on and I'm putting a time stamp on God and I don't want to do that. So, you know, what I want is to be done with this by the end of the year. And I say done, we move on to something else in the Word of God. But if God says, no, there's more out of this that we need to talk about, then that's what we'll do. All right, I'm not... I'm not one to say, no, we're, I, I, I'm, I'm not one to say, well, I'm only going to do a four-part series on this and we we'll have to move to something else because that's me and not God. So, so we're going we're gonna to keep learning and keep growing. And, and I, my hope and prayer is that through these past ten messages that you've got something out of it, that, that you can see something in the Word of God that you didn't see before. And so that's what it's about is us, us reading and growing together and learning from the Word of God as we need to. And and so, you know, as we as we come down to this, to we're we're going to be in the book of Mark, chapter twelve, this morning. You know, this this subject we're going to talk about affects us all. We deal with it on a daily basis, and and it's one word, and it gets so miscombobulated in our in our lives and our society that we lose what the real meaning of the word is, and that word is love. And this time of year, it's 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 easy. To, to see love, as, as we say, or care for others, go around because of the Christmas season, right? You see that more around. You, you see people be more generous, more caring, more loving, um, you know, want to have those times together. Um, I, I think I, I read a survey that, that said more engagements happen around this time of year than any other time. Forty percent of those, or fifty percent of those, are on Christmas Eve. Well, there's there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's good, and that's a memory somebody can always have. And and you know, it's just it. You know, we we say, well, it all comes back to Jesus is why we love more this time of year. You would think it's supposed to be. It should be in our lives. But you know, it's 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 a word that that we take for granted a lot of times too. And we misuse it and abuse it. And, and those things in our life that, that we say, you know, I love you, we just throw that out there when we really don't love that person. We might have some care for them. But we don't love in the, in the respect that Jesus loves us and gave himself for us, right? And so that's what we're going to talk about this morning. That's where Jesus was at. So, you know, he didn't, when he got asked this question in that verse 28, it's not one of the first ones, but the ruler come to him and said, Teacher, what is the first and great, what is the greatest commandment? 
And, and so Jesus didn't start, didn't start and is like, well, let's dissect the Ten Commandments and see which one's the greatest, did he? He didn't start there. He didn't, well, do you kill? Do you steal? Do you bear false witness? Do you love? Do you honor your father and mother? He didn't do any of that. He went back to what they had been taught their whole life. He went back to what God told Moses to tell the children of Israel in Deuteronomy. So we're going to start there. We're going to start back to where Jesus got what he said from. So we can understand that Jesus wasn't just throwing something out there. He was speaking a teaching that they knew and wanting them to understand what he was saying so they could get it in their minds and actually see a little glimpse of who he actually was on this earth. So in Deuteronomy chapter 4, or chapter 6 and verse 4, it says God was talking to Moses to the children of Israel. This is before they went to the promised land. And he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then, you know, He is one. He is I am. He is the only one. He, is, he wanted them to understand and be sure they knew that He was the only God they were to trust in. They were to worship because we know that they had problems just as His children do today that have been grafted in, grafted into the family, and that would be us, have problems of putting other gods before Him as, we, as, as, as He commands them not to. We do the same thing. Whatever it is in your life that's before God, that's a God before as a little G God before the big God. And so you're making your gods more than one when it should just be one and that's God Almighty. Does everybody understand that? It's not it's not all the things that we put up and put above God. It is God Himself and He is God alone, and that's the way we gotta look at it. That's the way He's commanding them. And He said, You shall love. You shall not Maybe, not a little bit, not if you feel like it today, not if you're feeling good, not if you got a headache or don't have a headache or you and your spouse got into a fight or didn't get into a fight or whatever going on with the kids, whatever. He said, no, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength or might. And so going back when the, in these times, the heart, when it says the heart, that's not What's in here beating, okay? He says heart because that's your, that's your source of life, right? So if we're to love God with all our heart, then we're to love Him with everything about us, what's beating through us, what's going through us. I read this commentary that says the heart in the Hebrew understanding is the core of a person's identity. It is the source of all thoughts, words, and actions of everything. It's where our everything generates from our emotions, our, our feelings, our thoughts are generated from our heart. People say, follow your heart. Follow this. Why do we say, follow your heart? Do, you, do we think when we ask Jesus under our heart that he, He's physically coming and opening up and going inside what be what it's about? It's the Spirit of God living in us. He's not that you're like, well, how, you know, how, how is He coming in and living inside of me? It's the Spirit of God living inside of you. Okay, and, and he wants, he gets down deeper than your heart and in your soul because when he wants in your innermost being of our life. And so when we love God with all our heart, then what springs out of us to be the love of God? If we're a child of God, that should spring forth and out of us first. It doesn't most of the time or, or some of the time as it should, but that's what should spring forth is the love of God. And, and so he goes on to say in Proverbs 23, it says, watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it flow springs of life. So as Jesus, we know, said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, it's what comes out of him, right? So 
he's saying, guard your heart. Guard what we intake through our eyes and through our ears to where what's coming down in us is more of the world. And why, why, is, why is more filth and stuff coming out from people even that claim to be Christians? Because that's what they intake all the time. That's what they see. That's what they focus on. That's what they hear. That's what they listen to. That's what they watch on TV. And so the first part of that when it comes back out of us is not the love of God. It's everything else that we've inputted in. Because we're not inputting in the Word of God as we need to. We're not putting inputting our time with God as we need to in prayer and in supplication with Him and our time with Him. So when we say, we ask, I could ask everybody in here, and I know 100% of you, raise your hand, do you love God this morning? We'd all raise our hand, I love God, but how much do we love God? Are we loving Him enough that everything about us is inputting Him inside of us even more? That our whole being, our heart, our soul, because he goes on to say, and um, watch over our heart and from the springs of life. This is love for God most flow, must flow from the deepest part of a purpose, person's being. The deepest part. So we think our soul as being the deepest part of our being, right? And we know that our soul is, is what brings us life and that's what's going to heaven. We know that. Then we know this physical heart's not jumping out of our chest and going to heaven when we die or when the rapture takes place if we're here, right? When He comes back to call us home. Our soul is going to heaven. Our spirit, our spirit that lives inside of us is going to heaven to be with Jesus. Jesus, when He said, He said the soul adds the emotions. The soul adds the emotions. That's where a lot of our emotions come from. And especially with this, Jesus even said, My soul, in Matthew 26 and verse 38, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. So his soul was grieved. So he was grieved to the deepest inmost part of his body. Why? Because Jesus, as we said, was just as much human as he was God, and he knew the death that he was fixing to die. And so my soul is deeply grieved unto death. So Jesus had emotions. And and so, speaking of his soul and the seat of his emotion, mind embraces the will, the intentions and the purposes. So our mind, our heart, we're supposed to love with that. But what do we follow most of all? Our thoughts, right? What's our first reaction? Whatever we think of first. And and did that come from our heart? Not necessarily. It's just what we've inputted in is what's going to come out. And and so it's a. Uh, he goes on to say right here in this, in this it says, uh, Mind embraces the will, the intentions, and the purposes. Strength refers to physical energy and function. The intellectual, emotional, volatational, and physical elements of a personhood are all involved in loving God. So every part of us, from our mind, our will, our emotions, our heart, our soul, everything about us should be about loving God. And that's what they said when they said these things. Because uh, Moses goes on to tell them in Deuteronomy 6, in verse 6, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. This is what God was telling them. You shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them whenever you sit in your house. I read that and I was like, that, don't, that didn't happen at my house when my children were growing up as it needed to. I know that. It doesn't happen in most houses as it should, as it did back then. Because how many times are we sitting around, and, and I'm guilty of it, okay, this is, this is me, I'm talking to me. 
We're sitting around as a family, but we're not talking the Word of God. We're, we're watching the tube. We're watching the TV. Right? And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. But there's no God being taught. There's no Word being, being brought up in the house. So if there's no Word being brought up in the home, it's not going to be brought up much outside of the home. We, we blame schools for taking prayer out of school, right? Or the government. No, when we took it out of our home first, then it got to the schools. It's just the way the Word of God did. It got taken out of the homes and not talked about in the homes diligently as He commanded them. It can become less and less important to where we can say we love God, but we love God to a point. Do we love God enough to where it doesn't matter what's on TV, it doesn't matter what's going on, hey, we're going to stop right here and we're going to spend time talking about the Word of God. Because most of you can relate to this. How many feel comfortable reading and talking about the Word of God every day in their house? With their spouse, with their children. Could you raise your hand and say that? It's not comfortable, is it? Why? Because we know everybody's faults. And, and if we don't watch it, if we, if we, if we put that in front of this, then, then we're not listening because you say, how can you say that when we just had this argument two minutes ago? Or two hours ago? Or yesterday? Or we know what our children done. But we know what our children done and we know the fights that we have. We know the problems that we have. So that should bring us more to speak the Word of God in our house. But it does not. Why? Because pride gets in the way. Because ourselves gets in the way. And he goes on to say in verse 7, You shall diligently take them to the children, talk about them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. There's, there's not a time where we should not be meditating, talking, speaking the Word of God. In a, in a world that's dark and dying, that's the least we speak when we're out in this world, is the Word of God. He goes on to say in, in, in verse 8, You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. Write them as to be the frontless between your eyes. I mean, they should be right here, for, in front and center. I shall love the Lord my God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. But they're not. They're not there. They didn't, and we know that the children of Israel didn't keep them there either. Because all the things that they've done to stray from God and His will, they didn't keep them there. And he said, all he goes on further, you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Why? So you can see them when you leave, when you come in, and you can know that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Everything about us, everything should love God. So this is how we love. This is why we love. It's because of God. It's because of Jesus. It's because of what He done for us. This is how we love and why we love. So in, in chapter 12 of John, of, I'm sorry, of Mark, verse 28, the one of the scribes came and having heard him reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all or which is the greatest commandment? Can we put them in order? Can we rank them? I got asked that a few weeks ago. So out of the Ten Commandments, what's, what's the most important one? All of them? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, you can say, well, I've never steal, I don't kill, I don't do all this other stuff, but that, that doesn't make, you, you, we need to keep them all. But if we can learn to do this one, 
and keep this one as we need to, then the others won't be a problem to us. Why? Because we'll be loving God with everything about us. So let's read on what he told them. Verse 29. Jesus answered them and said, The first of all these commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, He is one. He started back with what Moses told them back and back then. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. This is it. He didn't start anywhere else but right here. And then the second one, the second one. This is, this is we, can, we can say we love God and have problems with this one, but all of us do. There's not a one in here that's not affected with this next one. He said, and the second is like it, is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. No other. That second one is the one we have issues with. Why? Because if we don't watch it, what we do in life, and we preached on this before. We've preached on love before. I've talked about it. We've mentioned it in numerous messages. Whether you remember it or not, we have, and we're going to talk about it again. Why? Because this time of year, we need to understand what love is. Love, yes, is a baby in a manger. But love is God before why He sent that baby to a manger. Why He sent Jesus to this earth and gave us that gift. Is it Love is, is everything that Jesus encapsulated on this earth was love for us. Love for us today on December 10th, 2023. That no matter what we've done in our life, He still loves us enough that He did this for us. Knowing when He was here in this manger exactly what was going to happen 33 years later. Knowing the whole time. So it should make us want to love others as Jesus loves us. It should make us want to love Him just as much as He loves us. But there's where we fall short in our, in our imperfect life. We fall short in this love area every day. Every day we seem to fall short. Why? Because we let other things get in. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 16, we equate a lot of times, if we don't watch it, God's love with how we love each other. When that's totally backwards. Totally backwards of how we should think about it. We should equate how we love each other with God's love. Because how we love each other should mirror the way God loves us, but it does not. It should mirror the way how we love ourselves, but it doesn't. Why? Because we all, in some point in fashion, in some way in our life, fear loving each other as we need to. Because we know that humans, each other, can let us down. We can speak words that hurt. We can speak words of pain. We can speak words of, of, of just things that can just seem to tear us down mentally, physically, or emotionally. And we get in fear of love. Verse 16, 1 John 4. And we have known and believed that the love of God is for us. God is love. So there's our standard. There's where we get love from. We don't get it from a world. We don't get it from movies like Daddy talked about last week. It's going on today. And this time, Christmas movies are all over the place. If you, don't, if you haven't seen one, then I guess you haven't flipped the TV on to Hallmark. Or, I mean, they've, if you've got Pure Flix, they're showing a bunch of them on Pure Flix, which are, I guess, a cleaner version of Hallmark. I don't know. Maybe they don't bash men as much as Hallmark. I'm not sure. Maybe not. Maybe if this is called Pure Flix, maybe they'll equal out that it's not just a man that's bad all the time. You know it's true. 
My wife's giving me a look. So. <laughs> and so we know and believe that, that, that the love of God is for us because God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. So if we know we say we love God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength, and we love him as we need to, then we have God's in us, we're in him, we're flowing as we need to. That's, that's good and that's great. But it goes on to say the love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in this world. Why would we need boldness in the day of judgment? Because when we get to heaven and we say, you know, what should I do to let you in? And then that day comes, we can say, because I love God. And God's Lord, He's Lord of my life. I accepted Him as my Lord and Savior. So we, we love. And, and so He goes on. We love Him. This is the, I'm sorry, verse 18. There is no fear in love. So we should add to that, and I, I'm not adding to the Word of God. There is no fear in godly love. There's fear in human love or human affection. Right? We've all dealt with it in our life. And teenagers, as more you grow and you date and you do this and I love them and I love this and I love that and then you break up and you go through all these relationships... Guess what gets built up more when you want to trust somebody? Fear, because you know what happened the last time. And so that's not perfect love. That wasn't love at all, really. That was an infatuation and, and, and just, hey, I, I, you know, you thought you loved them. You felt some, some little silly feeling inside, and you said that was love when it wasn't nothing. It was just lust and emotion is all it was. And so it's not the love of God. Because why? Because there is no fear in God's love. And you say, well, that should be easy for us to understand because we know God's never going to let us down. Then why don't we love God with everything as we should? If we know God's always going to be there for us, why are we not living the life that He's called us to live? If we know God's always going to be there for us, then why do we keep continuing in the sin and the lifestyle we do every day? Because it's easy to say God loves me. And I love Him until we get into the thick of it and say, well, how much do you love God? Do you love Him with everything about you, the deepest part in you? Because do we love Him enough not to sin in our life every day? That's a hard one. Because why? Because we know that, well, when I sin, God's grace and mercy is there for me and He's going to forgive me. Well, well, sure it is. Well, His love's there too, but He's given you the ability not to sin. So why keep going in that way? We're, we're then, then we're doing, hey, God, you know, well, I love you enough, but I know you're going to do this for me just as human love. And we equate that to human love. Well, you do for me because you love me. Well, if you don't do for me, then you don't love me. And that's how we equate God's love. If we, we, we can get warped in our thinking and the devil uses that against us, well, if God's not answering a prayer, he must not love you. It's a lie. Why? Because this right here tells me there's no fear in love. There's no fear in pure love and agape love. Because it says perfect love casts out all fear. All of it. So we should never be afraid to love God with everything about us. And if we love God with everything about us, then we can trust Him enough to bring us somebody in our life, whether you're married, teenagers, listen, you don't have to go through multiple, multiple relationships to find someone that God has for you in your life. And you say, well, dating's fun and it's great. It is, but it can also bring this fear. A false sense of love in your life because you've done these things. And there's not an adult in here that can say that I'm wrong in that. You may not want to think about it, 
But you can think about past relationships, how you got hurt in your life. And why would you want your children to go through the same thing? So, there's no fear in love. It casts out all fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fear has not been made perfect in love. How has it been made perfect in love? That love of God. That love in our life. People deal with fear and torment in their life and different things. And, and why is that? Because their life is not made perfect through Jesus yet. What about the ones that are Christians that still deal with those things? They need to go back and understand that their life is made perfect through Jesus. There's no fear in love. So you don't have to deal with those things. Why? Because, because He's gave us power over those in our life. Through Jesus Christ. Through what He's done for us. This is easy for us to see. When somebody loves us first, it's easier for us to love them back. Right? If, if a person told you, hey, I love you, at first it might catch you off guard, but you say, well, that's all right. I, I can care for them. I can love them. But why do we love Jesus? Because we know that He first loved us. He first loved us. He first loved us enough to give His life for us on Calvary. He first loved us enough, we know, that, that He came and to live this life and to be born as He was and do everything, everything opposite of what we thought it should be. And He came to do that for us. So it's easy for us to say, I love God. Why? Because well, I know that He first loved me. I know that He first loved me and gave His life for me. But we don't understand the vast expanse and the vast, just just all that encompasses God's love. Because I know what I do wrong. You know what you do wrong. And so through that, and what we deal with in our lives every day, it's hard for us to understand why God still loves me. He said He loves us when we do not feel good enough to be loved. We miss that. We misconstrue that. And we stay in that point in our life where we don't feel good enough to be loved, don't feel good enough for God's love in our life, and then we just sit and that's all we ever do. Because of something that we've done and we don't want to get over, we, we don't think we can get over. He loves us when we did not deserve to be loved. He loves us when He knows the things that we've done and we're trying to hide from Him. He still loves us. He still loves us. He's, it's not a love that says, hey, if you don't do this for me, if you don't, if you don't live perfect every day, I'm not going to love you. Why? Because that couldn't be love. That would just be some emotion. That would just be our version of love that we've got twisted up in this world today. That's all that is. But God says, no, I love you no matter what. He loves us when we're at our lowest low points in our life. And he's, he's, he's like, look, I want you to come up out of that. I want you to get to where you need to be. And he loves us just as much at that point as he does when we think we're on our highest of highs. We're on the mountaintop. There's no scale to God's love. There's no one through ten. He loves me more than he does somebody else. Or he loves you more than you know that because, because you're this. Or, you know, I'm a pastor of church. That doesn't mean he loves me more than he does anybody else in this world. And it's hard for us to fathom that. Because of how we love people. And how we show love to others. Just as Jesus said in Mark that, 
We are to love our neighbor as ourselves, it goes on in here to say. Because we know how much God loves us in His perfect love, and that perfect love casts out all fear, drives it out. He says, if someone says, I love God, you say you love God this morning, can you say that, I love God? You raise your hand and say, I love God this morning, amen? Amen. I love God. This next part, and hates his brother. Hates his brother. I won't ask you to raise your hand on how many is dealing with people that they don't like in their life right now. Or dealing with hate. You ain't got, but we all deal with some part of that in our life. Some form or fashion. But he goes on to say, hates his brother. He is a liar. So I just said I love God. What about this other? So you say you love God, but dealing with this, that makes you a liar, a hypocrite. Sorry, I can't help what, God, what the Word of God says. For he does not love his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? How can we do that? How can we say we love God and then hate everybody around us and bash everybody around us and, and still bash the people that hurt us? When we just read that week, that we're, well, I think it was last week, that we're supposed to forgive others. Remember that? So if we don't love them enough to forgive them, then we don't really love them. No matter what they've done to us. You say, you don't know what they've done to me in my life. I can't help what the Word of God says. If we're to love Him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we're to love our neighbor as ourselves, then we can't hate our brother in the process. We can't hate the one that hurt us in the process. We've got to forgive them. We've got to love them. And we've got to move on. That doesn't mean that, that we have to be just best friends with them all the time or buddies. No, but we know that when we see that person, that it's not just we hate them again just because we saw them, just because we spoke to them. It's hard for us. To, it's, it's, it's a hard life and a hard thought for us to do, but it's got to be done. It's got to be done. And God's the only one that can give us the grace and mercy just as He's shown toward us to show toward others where we can do those things. He said in this commandment we have from Him that he who loves God must also must love his brother also. If we love God with everything about us, then we've got to love each other as He said. Love is, is the first fruit of the Spirit that Paul talks about in Galatians, right? It says we, we know the works of the flesh... And we, we, we all struggle with those works of the flesh every day in our life. But if we want to we wanna be the Spirit of God produced in our life as we need to, and we say we're full of God and love God and the Holy Spirit's in us and reigning in us, ruling through us, and then we've got to produce this out of our life. It's fruit. It said the fruits of the Spirit. So what, what produces? Fruit produces out of something, right? So we've got to show this. And it says it's in verse 22 of Galatians 5, But the fruit of the Spirit is... What's the first word? What's that first word? Oh, they ain't got it up there. I know I put it in the thing. Did I put it in the notes? Galatians 5. There it is. Now, everybody caught up. We can, we can start back over. Let's, let's go back. Go back here. Galatians 5. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. I just wanted to hear y'all talk this morning. Y'all been quiet. I hope it means y'all paying attention and listening. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's the first fruit of the Spirit. It's not joy. It's not peace. It's not long-suffering. Why why wouldn't he say all these other things first? Because if we don't get this first part of love, then these other things we're not producing in our life. Maybe a smidgen of it, but not as we need to. 
Not as we need to, because if we can get love down and perfect love as God has perfected love for us and get that produced in our life as we need, you know, let all these other things go. And you may have to say whatever person or whatever thing happened in your life every day. Hey, I love that person with the love of God. I love that person with the love of God. God, I forgive that person. I love them. And you say, well, that's just goofy. Well, you know what? If you don't start saying that now, you won't never get to the point in your life where you can actually say it and mean it. It doesn't doesn't give in here an action of what somebody's done to you, how bad, how ugly, how mean, whatever it is, to where you shouldn't forgive them. Because we can all go back to Jesus hanging on the cross and they've just nailed Him up there and whipped Him, nailed Him to the cross, and He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, right? He says, forgive them. Why? Because I love them. I love them. The fruit of the Spirit is love. If we get love down, it can produce joy in our lives and peace and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. And it goes on to say gentleness. So it can produce all these things if we can get through this first one to produce the love of God through us in our life toward others as we need to, just as He's shown us. Just as we celebrate this time of year the love of God in our life or the love that He's done for us, that He sent Jesus to this earth to be born that virgin birth, and we can, we can grasp that kind of love and know that He loved us first no matter what I've done in my darkest night, in my sin, in my shame, in my disgust. He's like, I still love Him. I still love Him. we got to understand and start grasping the love of God in our life. We do that. We can produce the fruit as we need to. We can love others as we need to, as, our, as we love ourselves, and we can get through this life and, and, and know that we're loving God and He loves us and we're loving others as He's told us to. So the question today, where's your love for God? Just because you're at church doesn't mean that you love God as you need to. Just that, that's, a, that's a good start. You can hear about the love of God. We can read about it. But we all know we have areas in our life to where we need to love God more than what we do. And it goes back to what He told the, the children of Israel in Deuteronomy. If you've got to write it down, there's nothing wrong with taking those Scriptures. I will love the Lord God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength, writing them down and putting them on your, your uh, bathroom mirror or whatever you look at every day in your vehicle whatever, to where you can get that down inside of you to know that I am supposed to love God with everything about me. And then you can add to that, I will love my neighbor as myself. I will love and put whoever's name is right there that you're having problems loving with. And, and if we're not going to take steps to get better in our life, then what's the point? What's the point? We're just good with being a mediocre Christian? Are we good with being just, hey, I'll celebrate this time of year what Jesus done for me and then wait till next year, hope I get some good presents this year, and then try to, you know, just muddle my way through this life every day? Are we here to get better in our Christian walk with God, in our daily walk with God? Are we just here just to appease a time? Where's your love for God? Where's your love for others today? Where's your love for others? We've got to love God. It's easy to answer that first one. That's easy. Why? Because He first loved us. The second one we got to get through and we got to get over 
And we've got to let God help us with it so we can produce the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness out of our life as we need to. That is being a child of God. Why? Because of what He's done for us. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand this morning.